Hello, and welcome to Get Schooled. I'm Emma Nesmith, a senior at Danville High School, and I'm joined by a few of my fellow Kentucky Student Voice Team members. Today, we're going to be talking about the college search process and the college application process and how it's been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. If everyone could start by just going around and saying um, your name, your pronouns, your grade, your school, and just generally what you're looking for in a college, whether you're a junior um, who's just kind of starting your search or a senior who you've narrowed it down to your options, just kind of give us a general idea. That would be great. Um, Emmy, you can start us off. My name is Emmy Slayton. I go by she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a junior at Lyon County High School, and I'm looking into colleges right now, and I think that the most important thing for me is having the, like a good balance of social life and also good academics. Because I don't want to go to a party school, but also don't want to go to a school that's strictly business. Hi, my name is Avery Lenahan. I am a senior at the Gatton Academy of Mathematics and Science using she, her pronouns. For a school, I'm looking for something with a lot of interdisciplinary and research opportunities that's in a fast urban environment. Hi, I'm Connor Flick, uh, he, him. I'm also a senior at the Gown Academy. I hail from Cincinnati. Uh, in terms of what I'm looking for in a college, it's just kind of whatever. I'm mostly just looking for something that has the academic programs that I want and like the majors that I want because what I want to do is actually pretty specific. So it's just been a challenge finding that, but I'm making it work. Um, hello, I'm Gabrielle Dahlgren. I use she, her pronouns. And um, so I'm in 11th grade, sort of 12 because I'm graduating a year early. And like the college I'm looking for is just one that's has every like will will get me where I need to be in the future I just want a good degree to graduate with and like somewhere that's nice <laughs> that's honestly it awesome thanks everybody um to start off our discussion I just would like to hear from you guys um about the kind of resources that you get from your school in terms of looking at and applying to colleges. Like, do you get college fairs? Do you have a college counselor? What's the situation at your school? Yeah, so I can kind of speak for both me and Connor. So we go to a two-year residential program. So we both uh, moved away from our hometowns, which finally is the same hometown, basically. And we moved down to Western Kentucky University's campus and we live on a college campus. So our experience is pretty different because there is kind of an obvious place to go if you want to go to Western Kentucky University. But besides for that, we have a um, like certain college counselor. However, any member of staff for us can be considered our college counselor, quote unquote, write our recommendation letter, send in our transcript, et cetera, et cetera. And that's been really great because usually each uh, quote-unquote counselor only has about 10 students to manage, so they really get to know you, they proofread all your essays, et cetera, et cetera, and that's been a great resource because I came from a pretty small private school that had a dedicated college counselor, but it wasn't really the norm for kids to be 
um, applying to very prestigious colleges or applying to a lot of colleges. So having that one-on-one counseling has been super duper helpful. So at Lyon County, my experience is kind of like polar opposite. I go to a very small public school. We have like 300 high schoolers, I think. And we all share one counselor who's in charge of all the responsibilities of the vice principal and counselor and helping us apply to colleges and everything else. So um, you have to submit a form to even um, to even get an appointment to talk to her. And I filled out like two forms maybe in the last two weeks and I haven't really gotten back with anything yet. So it's like a slow process to hear anything back. And with the applications that I'm filling out, they're so time sensitive that like one of the questions that I had for the counselor couldn't get back to me before the thing was due. So it's like, um, it's kind of, we're dependent on ourselves when it comes to like help with college applications or like our teachers who also aren't super familiar with it. So. Um, so for my school, we do have a college counselor though. I haven't really talked to her that much. So like, I couldn't really weigh on, weigh in on like how she helps, but I have like been using my like just general counselor, um, for helping me like get like things that I need for like common app and stuff like that. Um, and it's been interesting because, you know, my counselor has a ton of kids and she does not get back to me very fast sometimes. So, um, it can be, yeah, just like, um, it's just, it's just, you know, uh, not the best at times, like, I don't know how do I'm saying this. Okay, but yeah, that's all I gotta say. I'll kind of throw in here a little bit too and just kind of mention that, like, for Avery and I's situation, I'm kind of the middle ground between all of this, is that uh, it's very much like you need to go get the help that you need to where it's going to be very light touch and very, if you feel like you got it, if you feel like you know what's going on, uh, there's really no check-in that you do or anything. It's just kind of you fly by the seat of your pants, which is pretty normal. And so that kind of situation is always fun and interesting, especially when it's hard to articulate what you're actually looking for in a school or what your needs actually are, because half the time the battle is that you don't know what you don't know. And so sometimes getting help can just be a challenge, but that's a different tangent that I could go off on. Yeah, it's it seems like we've got a pretty good range of of resources um, represented within the group. Um, and I guess as a follow up to that, I'd like to know kind of what resources you wish you had access to. Um, what would be kind of your ideal college counselor or college fair or something like that? It would just be so nice if I could talk to my college counselor and be like, these are the things that I'm looking for in a school, or like, let's try to figure out what I'm looking for in a school, what factors matter to me. And we can sit down and like talk about my family's finances and how important that is to me. And just try to weigh different factors and like sit down and work through it so that way we can actually figure out schools that might be good for me. Because just getting that college list, I think, has been the hardest part. Like once I've had it, I've been pretty much chilling. 
and like it's just a matter of doing all the applications but figuring out where to actually apply and what's good and what isn't i think has been like the biggest challenge for me and just having more hope that that would be so 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 nice because it's gonna keeps coming back to like i don't know what i don't know and i don't really know what's good or what i want Yeah, yeah I, I feel like the I don't know what I don't know really applies to my situation as well, where it's like we don't have any information on different colleges. So if you do the research yourself and if you don't find like a situation that fits you, then they only push like two or three community colleges around us, really. And like you can only take dual credit classes from two different colleges. So I've only ever like experienced the like quote unquote college life of these two dual credit classes that I take from these schools. And it's like, they only have these set ones. For me, I agree with Connor that definitely, um, and um, Emmy, that definitely the hardest part was finding a college list. And for me, I think because of COVID, not knowing acceptance rates, because of not being able to visit campuses, for me, that's led to a very overbloated college list. And I think my college list would have been big anyway, but because of COVID, um, I feel as though I'm applying to more schools to avoid that anxiety of the what if. Um, But another thing for me, is that I don't think uh, college applications should start junior, senior year um, because I missed a lot of opportunities my freshman and sophomore year that would have set me up better had I known about them. And you can see um, at our school, we bring kids from all over the state of Kentucky um, and you can see common threads on which kids get into the prestigious schools, whether that be Ivy League or MIT, et cetera. They tend to have professor parents who know of the opportunities out there. They tend to have older siblings that went to prestigious schools, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the gap of um, really, the, the gap of knowledge uh, begins freshman year and begins with, even begins before, begins with middle school science fairs, begins with getting into algebra two in eighth grade year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I don't think that that's talked about often enough when it comes to that top level of uh, competition, quote unquote. Avery, I'm gonna air out your dirty laundry uh, a little bit here and just say that uh, Avery's applying to like 30 something schools I think it's like 33 or some number but I definitely agree with her point on the whole having freshman and sophomore support and like getting connected to those opportunities I think that's just so critical and that's a conversation that honestly does need to have uh, more support and more force behind it because it's that sort of setting up constantly that really makes college admissions towards the back end with junior and senior year uh, actually work Yeah, I definitely agree with like what everyone's been saying. Um, and I want to sort of add, it just feels like maybe it's just because like, I didn't even know I was graduating till like August, but it feels like with college admissions, you're just like kind of thrown into the deep end and they're just like, okay, have fun. Hopefully you make it just like, yeah. And like, there is help. There definitely is help, but it just feels kind of like this uncharted territory that's like, you, you don't really know where to go, you know, just sort of like, do, where do I start? And it's, I think there just needs to be sort of something to help with the like, even just the getting started on like, where do you want to like go and um, how to apply and all stuff like that. I think that would definitely be 
a great tool because it, it, it is kind of like just the great unknown. Like you don't know what's going on that much. So. So you all have touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious to know um, how the pandemic has affected your college search and your college applications. Um, have there been changes to the way you've been able to, I mean, obviously you haven't been able to visit probably until pretty recently, but have there been other obvious changes to how you've um, done things and conducted your search? Yeah, I think that for me, uh, COVID kind of highlighted location of school a lot. I'm not, um, obviously, uh, as Connor pointed out, when you're applying to like 30 something colleges, my colleges don't really have like that much in common necessarily. Um, however, it did make me reconsider a couple of schools because I didn't want to deal with the politics happening in that state. I didn't want to deal with um, masks being a political thing et cetera, et cetera. Um, and even um, not necessarily directly related to COVID, but I think as a result of COVID, um, just a lot of polarizing other political issues have become more ready to be enforced on a uh, authoritarian level, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think a, a rice got taken off my list, for instance, and I don't think that that necessarily would have happened in a pre-COVID world. I mean, the biggest thing is obviously not being able to travel and like visit schools, but there's a part of me that kind of thinks that I wouldn't have done that anyway, so it's not a big deal. One good thing that actually kind of came out of it is the fact that since a lot of people couldn't visit schools, a lot more schools were offering virtual options to kind of like do a virtual tour, or, like have this lookbook or like hop on this Zoom and we'll tell you about our school without you actually needing to come here, which I think was a nice thing and something that I'd like to see continued. I think it's a nice supplement for students that uh, may struggle more with getting out there, whether that be time or money. Uh, and I think just on top of that with COVID, it just kind of adds an extra small layer of stress to everything else because you can never be 100% on anything anymore. And so kind of echoing Avery's point of knowing location, like I know that I personally want to get out of Kentucky a bit more because of COVID to where being locked down is not something it's very fun and I've spent enough time I feel like in my community a little bit to be ready to kind of go on my own for a minute and be independent and be somewhere else and explore the world a little bit more and so I think COVID has kind of pushed me to do that a bit more. I think also relating to that it is sort of like especially with this new variant, which I don't really know. I want to speak about it because, like, I don't know what's going on with it that much. But, I mean, you don't really know what's, like, going to happen in the future. And I think, like, it's definitely, like, geographical, like, related, like, <laughs> um, for some schools, they may be more likely to close and then some may be more likely to stay open and, like, spread. And it's just, like you have to be very aware of like the past like actions of these colleges because if another wave hits us you don't want to be in a college that is not prepared and will like give you like chicken watermelon salads because that doesn't sound great <laughs> so but yeah just just you want to be aware of like 
what college you're going to and like how it will react to like possible waves of COVID in the future because like it is still a looming threat um, and like possibility. So. Yeah, I think that that's a super interesting point is looking back and saying how different colleges handled it has really like impacted my view on these colleges because some of the colleges that you like assumed were so like high up and then you look at how they treated their like students and people who paid to go to school there when it like everyone was shutting down and like times were genuinely hard for so many people it like makes me second guess what schools that I genuinely want to like give my money to because college is expensive and I don't want to be paying that much money for like a college that I know isn't going to treat like student base like they should be especially in such a big issue and even if COVID does end by the time that I'm in college which I don't know you know that's all like up in the air but um, even if it is over by then it's like something else could happen or like what if there's like a natural disaster like I don't want to be stuck at a school during a hurricane that I know from the past doesn't treat their students well during like stressful situations. I think everyone here kind of alluded to this a little bit, but one thing I also want to add is like the idea of disaster generally affecting school. And I think the big thing that factors into me for that is I'm thinking a lot more about cost and I'm thinking a lot more about the finances of college just because if my family falls on hard times, if things go south, I need my school to be affordable still. I need to find a way to make sure that I can pay off everything. And so if school isn't willing to work with me, if they don't have good need-based financial aid, if they don't have good financial aid generally, uh, even if I can afford it now, that doesn't mean I'll be able to afford it down the line. And that's something that I need to prepare for. And so I'm just thinking about that a lot more kind of with respect to COVID, but also just generally, because it's making me more aware of the situation and needing to plan long-term and plan for not the inevitable, but definitely plan for bad situations. Um, I definitely agree with that. And then it's sort of like impacted, like which college I've sort of narrowed it down to because I was really wanting to go, you know, up North um, to, you, you know, like maybe NYU or U of M or something like that. Um, but I think with the like added costs and everything, I just don't want to be in a situation where I can't pay for college and my parents can't help me pay. And it's, it's just not a situation I want to be in. And I also know the, like the terrible like crisis of like student loan debts. It's, really bad at the moment and I don't want to be stuck in that because I don't want to be still paying off student debts when I'm like 40 because that does not sound fun so I think if you'd asked me years ago I'd have been like oh yeah there's no way I'm staying in Kentucky for college but I've basically narrowed down to like I am going to stay in Kentucky for college which is like definitely something that like COVID has like helped me sort of realize and like rethink um but yeah Another thing that COVID has um, kind of cleared up for me is my major. Like, obviously, I'm just a junior in high school, so I don't have, like, a super clear idea of what I want to do in my future. But if you would have asked me, like, a year ago what I thought I would go to college for, I would have probably said, like, engineering or architectural design or something in that nature. And seeing, like, I don't know, something about COVID and getting moved to doing all of this work on my own and not having, like, 
the support I had before taking those classes and like taking those classes online. I think I've really, um, I think I've really realized that that might not be something that I like am super passionate about anymore. And that might be something that I like just do for fun because when I had to do it like 24 seven, like differently than school and I had to do these projects at my house, it was a lot less enjoyable for me. Yeah, I think I've I've definitely had kind of all of those experiences of reevaluating what I want to do and where I want to do it and whether I'll be supported at the places I like. Um, and something Connor mentioned that I want to talk more about is financial aid and paying for college. Um, and I wonder in terms of like the resources you've gotten from your school, um, how supported do you feel paying, like finding ways to pay for college, not necessarily the money that your family has, but has your school helped you to find scholarships, made you aware of keys money that you're um, eligible for, that kind of thing? I'm going to keep it uh, 100% with you. Uh, my school just hasn't straight up to where it's been very, uh, here's some links to like a couple of scholarships, whether you're eligible for them or not is very questionable. And that's that. And it's been kind of frustrating because I don't know what to do and I don't know where to look. It feels like every website or every database that I try to like scour through for scholarships, they either don't apply to me, they don't feel right, or they just aren't the right kind of scholarship that I need, or they just don't give any money effectively to her. Yeah, it's cool to have like a $500 scholarship, but when I'm paying for X number of dollar college, that $500 one time only goes so far. And so it almost feels not worth the time to spend an application on it. And so it's just kind of been frustrating because I don't know what to do about the money situation outside of just like institutional scholarships that exist. So in terms of financial aid, I have no clue. I know that about um, once once every once in a while, actually, I don't know how long, but my English teacher will just sporadically post these like scholarship opportunities for juniors and with no like talking about it, they'll just appear on Google Classroom. So if you don't know to look at Google Classroom for these like specific scholarship opportunities, they just don't exist to you. And I don't know about the the people who like are seniors because obviously I'm not a senior. But my, my English teacher will post information on how to apply with no extra information. So then I have to go and research. And some of them are like $10,000, like but you have to write a thousand page essay or a thousand word essay. And it just like, there's, it's not clear on what, what you need to do for the scholarship, what the scholarship's going to be used for. If it's only in state and like, there's all these different like terms of scholarships for these for what they post and we have no further information so it's really it's really like complicated I don't know yeah I definitely agree with what you both said because um one thing that my school does is we have this like sort of meeting every Wednesday where you like go to a homeroom and like they'll like do emotional learning or whatever and they'll like talk about like college sometimes and like mention like scholarships, but like for a brief second, so you're like, wait, I didn't, I didn't get all of that information. And then 
they will occasionally email out some stuff, but it's, it's very like, like you guys have said, like it doesn't always apply and it's, it's like, doesn't make sense sometimes. And it feels like they're, they're trying to like, be like, here's scholarships, but like, not for you, but like, maybe this one's for you, but like also not for you and have fun. Try hard. You may not get this. It's, it's fine. Whatever. It just feels, it just feels kind of like sort of like wishful thinking that like all the students will understand what's going on and like definitely know the opportunities they have, but that's definitely not the case. So yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. (laughs) For me, I was very lucky that my parents saved up enough money that for me, I knew that uh, paying for college wasn't going to be an issue. So that's given me like a very different experience in terms of if a school has merit scholarships, I'll apply to it. But in general, I wasn't, I haven't been seeking out opportunities to pay for college outside of that because I know the financial resources that I have. Uh, And I'm extremely privileged to say that, but I think there are still anecdotes of, um, for instance, to get a lot of merit scholarships, you have to fill out the FAFSA. So my dad filled out the FAFSA and my dad has a MBA in finance and my mom uh it was a CPA like very experienced people when it comes to money and he put my college savings under my assets as opposed to under his assets so my uh expected family contribution was like a third higher than it should have been it was like uh uh, actually it was 50 percent higher like exactly so it was kind of startling you see that number and then you're like let's look and see if we did it right and then we did it wrong So as much as they want to make it simple, um, you know, knowing someone with that level of education can still fill out a FAFSA wrong is uh, crazy. And I was at an internship this summer with college students, and one of them uh, had gone into Cornell when they were applying to colleges, but didn't even know that the FAFSA existed. So they got their acceptance to Cornell, and they got a letter that just straight up, um, they hadn't filled out the FAFSA, so they weren't getting any financial aid whatsoever, even though they would have probably gotten like a full ride. So yeah, for me, the FAFSA, and on top of that, the CSS profile, um, which the CSS profile charges you, if your family net worth is above, or is below a certain limit, it's for free, but if not, if it's above it, it's like $16. So it kind of um, impedes people that are on that borderline, where they make enough money that they have to get charged the $16, but not enough that it's, it doesn't add up quickly, it really penalizes them. Um, so that for me has really been the experience of just filling out even the basic financial aid forms to get merit scholarships, um, had some difficulties with it. I keep jumping in at the end here, but I just want to take this very brief moment to say, uh, the CSS profile is the worst. I was able to manage the FAFSA because that's free. The fact that the CSS profile isn't free is real annoying. Uh, this is my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. I really do not like College Board. I would like to say a lot of things about College Board that I'm not allowed to say on this podcast. Uh, I hate them so much. I hate the CSS profile. College Board is a scam and is a criminal organization. And that is my opinion. Thank you for sharing, Connor. Um, I'll say, I'm not going to like be explicit, but I will say my dad is a college admissions professional and he despises filling out the CSS profile and he dreads he dreaded filling it out for me and for my sister 
And so, I don't know, that kind of tells you something about how difficult and um, frustrating it is. And I think also talking about the cost of it, it really does feel ridiculous that you have a lot of colleges that charge application fees. And then on top of that, they charge you money to apply for financial aid, which is kind of an oxymoron. And um, yeah, it just has always frustrated and confused me. I'm lucky enough that like that $16 was not something unreasonable for my family, but it did with the number of colleges that required the CSS profile. It turned out to be over $100, I think, maybe. No, maybe less than that. I don't know. But still a lot of money to pay to apply for financial aid. So it, I totally get your frustration. And also on the, on the school resources front, I also have the kind of counselor who it's like every other week, it's like, hey, if you work at Burger King, you could get $1,000 to pay for college. And that's about the extent of it. So I know for me, that's put a lot of pressure on me personally to be like, gosh, I got to do this research myself. I got to find ways to pay for college. This is like, I need to do this and it's all on my shoulders. And that's been very frustrating and very stressful. And so I'd like to kind of hear about how how you all are handling that um, if college college prep and college applications have impacted your mental health or if they've made made it harder for you to like keep up in school because you're trying to put your energy towards your future rather than your high school. So I'd love to hear about that. So I was lucky enough to get um, most of, if not basically all of my college essays done over summer within about a two week period. So I wrote, I want to say close to 40 essays in about two weeks. So for me, luckily, it didn't put as much pressure on my schoolwork. But um, even before that, I second semester of my junior year, I mean, I didn't get out of bed. I did bed entirely from school. And I just kind of struggled my way through it. So I think that um, while COVID has allowed a lot of unique opportunities, a lot of virtual opportunities, I don't think that the impact on my mental health and the impact on my grades was necessarily worth it. Um, uh, there's just not, it has definitely has not had a positive effect in any way for me. I second that. I second that really hard. Um, I am working, or I finished my GSP application right now, which I know is not college, but it's relevant to me right now. So I just hope it's relevant to y'all too. Um, and I found out that I was supposed to hear back last Tuesday, I think, and it's Monday and I still haven't, I don't know. It's really, it was really stressful for me. So when I found that out, I like literally went to my, um, advisor and was like crying because I was so upset that I like I didn't know what was going to happen and I was like the whole process I would like didn't understand what was going to happen and it was really stressful for me filling out the whole thing and then to know that like we have a therapist at our school and she's like giving me these coping skills to help de-stress and like calm down when I do get overwhelmed but just to know that like my actual guidance counselor who's supposed to be the one who like gives me information is like hey here's a list of everything that you have to do for this scholarship so you cannot stress out. And it's like, it takes two weeks to get back for her to get back to me. And I still haven't heard back. So it's like, not to bash her though. She's a really nice woman, but like, I, I would like to know 
information like when they know information because it stresses me out and I mean I'm a person with really high anxiety so this whole college application thing I already know is going to be just like dreadful for my anxiety I'll just kind of echo what everyone else is saying here and just kind of point out that college admissions have been such a net negative on my life it is unreal uh I've just haven't been enjoying the process it's not fun it's not good I don't like doing it. It adds a lot of stress. It is a financial burden. And overall, just not a fan of it. And it's been one of the more stressful things I've had to deal with in, in combination with doing school and doing classes and managing research and projects and just so many other things. It's just, it's so much. It feels like it's too much. And one thing I'll point out is that I don't know when this episode is going to be published, but we're recording this on November 29th. And so December 1st deadlines are coming up in like two or three days, which is going to be real fun for me because uh, I have a bunch of schools that have deadlines at that time with a lot of essays to do. And who boy, I have not had time to write these essays. And so figuring out what's going to happen there has been stressing me out a lot, but we're pulling through. And one thing even beyond the essays, um, not to specifically call out a school system, because I love you, please let me in. But um, the UCs, uh, the University of California system, has a completely separate application that is due tomorrow night, which would be fine because I've ran all my essays. However, I now have to, all their extracurriculars have different description links. So I have to rewrite my extracurricular descriptions. I have to input all my information. I have to go through and basically do everything that I did on the common app, but slightly different to the point where it's still labor intensive. So that's been like one hard thing uh, about this process was I got like all my essays done. I thought I was howdy doody. I thought I was dandy. I was ready to kick back and relax. And just the stress of um, not knowing what counts as an honors class, not knowing what falls inside what subject area. Cause um, for instance, I take a lot of economics classes. So on my transcript, there's a lot of history slash social science, like social studies, because there isn't really a specific economics place, stuff like that. So just like the stress of all these different forms, whether they be financial aid forms, or they be straight up information forms, um, is just a lot. And the the fear that you're going to fill out something wrong, and it's going to catapult your whole application into the into the grave. Um, but yeah, Yeah, I definitely agree with what everyone's been saying. Like, it's been stressful, to say the least. And um, I just, there's also this feeling of, like, I'm going to college next year. Like, these colleges won't know these, like, specific grades, like, after my transcript is sent in. I'm at least pretty sure. So I'm like, why would I try? But then I'm also, like, a perfectionist. I'm like, I will procrastinate more than usual because I have stopped caring, but I also care way too much. And so it is, it is, it has not been the best experience. Um, it is, it has surely been kind of a train wreck these last few weeks, just getting myself to like actually do my assignments, which I always do. It's just not mentally very a good idea to just wait on it to the last second for every single thing. Um, and then Adding to that with like COVID and everything, I was out for a few days, um, which this is sort of related, kind of not related. Um, 
I was out for a few days. Like I missed like three days of school because I was waiting on COVID test results. And I came back and I felt like so much had happened and I was not um, not in the same like school anymore. Like I felt so behind. It was very weird. And I think that's something to be mentioned um, just about how schools are handling COVID right now, but we don't have to get into that. It's a long discussion. Um, and then also relating to how schools are like giving kids information about like financial aid and stuff like that. I didn't even know what CSS was before this conversation. So I had to look it up while you guys were talking about it. I feel not great right now because I cannot believe my school was just like, yeah, let's just not tell them. Let's let them figure it out. That's a really great idea. So I'm just a little bit mad at my school, but you know, it's okay. We're, we're doing fine. We will get through this. It's fine. One thing I did want to add to kind of lighten the mood, not that this lightens the mood really, but um, one good thing that came out of COVID was this uh, semester. I was struggling with a lot of health-related issues. I wasn't eating for about a month because of digestive stuff, just in general, down bad, if you will. And luckily, because of COVID, the infrastructure was in place to uh, not have to attend in person as much to get the work that I needed. So that was at least one positive that came out of it. And I think that our society has become more accepting of health issues being a reason to miss um, work or school, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that has been one thing that I have um, uh, I have experienced that's positive. I also just wanted to add, I feel like teachers and like schools expect students to just like go to school like normal for like seniors and then like go and apply to college after school and like forget that like there are still students who have like extracurriculars and sports and like hobbies and like a need to sleep and eat and be with their family and so it's like it's not working out very well to just add like regular school years are already stressful enough then adding college admissions on top is like not great and I think there needs to be much more leeway when it comes to like senior year and applying to college and like all of that stuff because it is a lot of work and it's not not everyone has the time to you know apply to x amount of scholarships or colleges or you know stuff like that it is it is a time-consuming process yes I feel that so much um I I think I'll be doing three sports this year um soccer tennis and track so for me to like have two different sports going on at the same season in the spring and have to worry about like my GSP application that's due and the ACT because I'm applying for CHA as well. And to get in the CHA, you have to have a 25 on the ACT. So before I can submit my application in March, I have to make sure that my ACT is higher than a 25. And so there's just so many different things that it's like, how am I meant to be like applying or like looking into different colleges getting information on different colleges, applying to different scholarships, all of this, while also trying to like uphold all of these things that make my resume good. Like my resume is built on my extracurriculars and the different clubs I'm in and like my sports and all these different things, but it's, I can't uphold all of these different extracurriculars if I have 
no time when I'm looking at scholarships to give them to, if that makes any sense. So we're coming up on the end of our time, but I want to ask one more question. Um, and this kind of general, take this in the way you want to take it, but do you feel prepared for the actual act of college itself? Like, do you feel academically prepared for your classes? And do you feel kind of socially and emotionally prepared for leaving your home and going to live somewhere new and meeting new people? And because I don't, is my answer. <laughs> I think that for me personally, I'm 100% prepared for the like, not living at home, having different friend groups, you know, being independent. I'm totally prepared for that. Like this summer, I flew to Texas alone to go to this week-long world leadership conference. And I was like, um, in charge of my schedule and all of these different things. So I feel like I'm totally prepared for like the social aspect and like living alone. And, but academically, um, my school can't even offer a pre-cal teacher um, because they don't have anyone educated high enough to be able to teach us. So I'm teaching myself pre-calculus right now. And if you wanted to know, it's not good. It's not going well. It's not very cash money, but you know, it's okay. Um, but I feel academically that I'm not prepared at all. And that um, this year I'll have like two, maybe three classes that are dual credit. So I'll get three college credit hours, but like, that's not enough for me to feel like I'm prepared. And also that um, some of the last time, like the last time that I think I like genuinely learned something in an English class was eighth grade. And as, as a junior in high school, that is an issue. That's a little bit of a problem. And I feel like that's not something that my school's addressing, other schools are addressing. It's an issue that I have an eighth grade reading and writing level. Well, I have a, like 12 plus on the, um, anyways, I have a distinguished in reading but I haven't learned anything since eighth grade. So it's a little bit, it's hard. That's the moral. Yeah, so for me, um, I do agree actually that I haven't learned any English since eighth grade, but I, that, I, that's it's even more distressing because I've taken like English 300 at a college. Um, but I think that's just because my eighth grade teacher is great. But point being, yeah, so uh, the GAN experience obviously is that I do live in a dorm and I do live on a college campus and take only college classes. I've taken 19 credit hours at once. So in theory, um, no high schooler in the state should be more prepared. But um, it's just mentally, I think that there, there, there always feels, I think that no matter what, even if I were to have already been in college for two years straight up, I don't think I would be ready to move to a new college or ready to um, have that feeling of paying for my own food, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess at the end of the day, even with all the concrete aspects of college intact, all the, the dorm living and the professors and the office hours, et cetera, et cetera, I still can't confidently say that I am prepared at all. So it's, it's, it's a weird thing to consider, but yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with what everyone's been saying. I do not feel prepared. I, I kind of feel academically prepared. Like, I don't know how it's going to be when I get there, but I, I do know I have like pretty good, um, like 
like academic, I guess you could say integrity. Like I make sure to get my work done. Like regardless of what I said earlier, um, I was I was not being very academically ethical earlier. Um, but I do mostly try to like work hard and like get good grades and like stuff like that. So I think I will be okay academically, crossing my fingers. Um, emotionally, like meeting new people, I don't know how that's gonna go because like. I've never been the best at socializing and then like adding like a year of like being in isolation like my social skills not great at all like kind of forgot how to like talk to new people so that's definitely something I'm gonna have to work on if I well for when I go to college and like if I don't want it to be a terrible experience so I think that's definitely something like you can see as an effect of the pandemic sort of like that year of isolation year of isolate isolation um it just it just sort of like stunting everyone's well I assume most people's sort of social socialization like social and emotional growth um and stuff like that I'll take a slightly different take on this and just kind of throw in there that like I honestly do feel like socially and academically ready I think I've been ready just because I think mentally I haven't been jiving with the whole high school thing anyway and I'm just kind of ready to be done with it and move on to something new and if that means the something new is college I'm ready for that I think I'm there now and so with all that being said I think it's just going to be a transition I don't think it's going to be like 100% super easy uh smooth transition all the time but I think it is going to be a transition from a different phase of my life to something new and the way that everything else can be and so I'm looking forward to it although I know that it's going to be work and it's not always going to be easy so to wrap up um, I'd like for everyone to share kind of one, I don't know, kernel of wisdom. That sounds corny, but seniors slash Gabrielle, who's graduating this year, um, what's one thing that you would have done differently or that you wish an adult in your life had done differently for you? And um, juniors, what is something that makes you nervous or anxious about this process and how could the adults in your life help you with it? I'll throw my thing out there real fast because it's very simple and that's just please get started on your applications earlier rather than later in your senior year. Like realistically during the summer between your junior and senior year, you should be like finalizing your college list. And then like once the Common App opens on August 1st, you should be like getting ready to write. Just because I didn't do that. And I know people that did and the people that did are having a much easier time than I am. And suddenly I'm much more stressed about college apps than a lot of my friends that uh, got to jump on it. So if you are planning to apply to college, if you're planning to apply to a lot of schools or a good number of scholarships, if you just think you're going to be applying a lot your senior year, uh, it's definitely highly recommended to just start earlier rather than later. It makes life easier, and it takes some of the stress off. It's not completely stress-free, and you still have to do research, and it's still hard, and it's still 
probably going to be a little bit stressful, but it makes it easier. And so that's just kind of what I would recommend in terms of like taking care of yourself and having that sort of damage control, I would say, around college admissions. I definitely agree with what Connor said. Get started during the summer. Like that's probably the best idea because I also know people who like have already submitted like applications and already been accepted. So they're literally just like having fun and like not stressing about anything, which I'm very jealous of. Um, And then I also think like this advice, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but don't take it. I mean, yes, take this seriously. You're applying to college, but it's, if things don't work out the way you want, it's not the end of the world. And I think that's all like when you're applying to college, you're like, Oh no, it's like this or like, it's over. I'm done. And like, I mean, if you don't get into the specific college you want, or like, if you don't get into college period, that's, that's okay. And like, you're going to figure out a way like to get out of this. And like, maybe it will lead you down a different path that you'll love. But I think definitely just like, just chill out a bit. Don't take, don't take yourself or your life or anything too seriously. Cause like, there's no point in stressing, stressing over like specifically things you can't control. Um, but yeah, it's, you can't really have fun while doing college applications, but like, just don't get too stressed where you're just not, you're just having a terrible time, which I can't say for myself, but I think that is some advice that I would like try to give, like just just kind of chill out it's fine yeah for me I did get started early and I would highly recommend it um but the kind of dual pronged the dual pronged it's not a trident I don't know a dident the the dual pronged uh, approach I guess I would take to this question is for me personally I think the sooner I came to peace with the idea that I could be fine anywhere the sooner this process became more of a self-exploration ex- I don't want to say extracurricular but a little more light um I just kind of realized at the end of the day it's me that makes me and it's not the name of a school and it's not the name of a scholarship or uh, a fancy letter I get to hold up um and then for the system in general I would say just knowing opportunities knowing where they're from knowing how to do them because I think that that is really where we see inequality happen is opportunities at the end of the day um and for instance even if you uh even socioeconomically if you have privilege if you aren't in the right program you aren't in the right program and you won't find the things you're looking for um for me on my common application like none of my activities list is from my freshman and sophomore year because I didn't uh find the opportunities that I thought really encompassed me and encompassed what I want to do in the world and uh showed what I could do in college so, uh, yeah, I would say personally, just realize that you're not a cog in a machine, but you're going to do your best uh, with what you have. And then on a societal level, just um, get those opportunities and take them for what they're worth and do your best with them. Okay. Um, as the resident junior here, um, Something that really stresses me out about the whole like college application process that I guess I'll be starting next year um, is just that like there's so much information and I can't fully comprehend all of it. 
So I think that one thing that the adults in my life could do to like help is just to like very simply be like, this is a list of things that you need to do because I'm a list oriented person. So if I have to just think things, then I get super overwhelmed super fast. But if you could just tell me like to apply to NYU, like these are the things that you need to do and this is the deadlines and just to like have that information just there. Like, obviously, it's not as easy as just having the information there, but to have those resources readily available for us, I feel like would make all of our lives a lot less stressful that I can plan in my head, like, okay, if this deadline's due December 1st and this one's due January, I need to prioritize the December 1st one. But because my school has such a, like, lack of information, I feel like we're not really told which ones to prioritize because the deadlines all just mush together in this one like format that it's hard to like wrap my head around um which ones which ones are more important at the time so yep well thank you everybody for um coming and sharing your experiences i'd like to before we close out i just want to echo what my fellow almost graduates have said um to all the freshmen and sophomores and juniors out there get started sooner rather than later, but also don't get stressed out by what other people are doing. Stick to what you are doing and what works for you. And I promise it'll work out, um, even though it feels like the world's going to end sometimes. Um, and that's all we have for today. So thank you for listening to Get Schooled. Please subscribe, share the episode, and leave a review. Also, be sure to follow the Kentucky Student Voice Team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at KY Stu Voice Team. Also, be sure to check out our blog, studentvoiceforum.org. Is there anything going on in your school or area that you want us to cover? Be sure to let us know at podcast at kystuvoiceteam.org. That's podcast at kystuvoiceteam.org. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled.